play with yourself this episode. It's a round of You Can't Beat Jack, a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown as we welcome Heather Crawford from Atlanta to the show and the category, We Salute Dads, this Sunday's Father's Day. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We're joined by Carl Appen, our executive producer, the youngest Appen, and a recent University of Oklahoma graduate, father to bun, our studio Frenchie. Wow. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Is that a lot? We should probably maybe, we'll, we'll tighten that down for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but Carl's all of those things. What did you, you compared him to a blooming onion earlier? Well, yeah, from like Outback. Because like you just, every time you get a little more information on Carl, he peels back a little layer, you know, on the old blooming onion. Anywho, uh, my name's Don and I'm Caddy's wife. And I want to talk about Father's Day, which is coming up. If you're listening on Upload Day, Thursday, Father's Day is a Sunday. And we all know what you fathers want for Father's Day. And that is to spend time with all of your kids away from us, the right. mom. So It's like and, a second Mother's Day. Exactly. So go and enjoy the day with your kids and that'll be a lot of fun. But what I really want to talk about, and I was telling you this the other day, is in the store that I work in, um, lately, I'd say over the past two weeks, there have been a lot of kids coming in. And when I say kids, I mean like teenagers, college students, and they're buying presents for their dads. And I told you, it's really kind of been the sweetest thing because they come in and they're like, I need to get a present for my dad. And I'll say, you know, what is he like? And they're like, oh, he likes golf. And Something's funny when they're like, you know, he likes bourbon, you know, funny stuff. But they're very sweet in how they pick these gifts out. And I think before I was on this side of it, you know, like how sometimes your kids when they get older, because our kids, Olivia, who is our 17 year old, gave you and I both massages for Christmas, for Christmas. And it was like the first real gift I think that we've gotten from, a, you know, from one of our kids. And no matter what they give you, it's really made me realize that interacting with these kids, like they're so sweet. And most of them say like, well, you know, I just want to get him something. He gets himself whatever he wants all the time, but he's done so much for me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know? And so if you get something from your kids and if it's one of those funky little, I used to love those things like, you know, the ties that they would make in an ashtray in ashtrays and well, they didn't make ashtrays. This is it in the 60s? We did back in like elementary but school. But like the hand prints and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and you're, it just, they get so excited when you open it and you get so excited. And so don't forget about that as your kids get older, because I'm watching these kids and they, they really put a lot of thought into it. And I just think it's really sweet. And on that note, I hope you have a good day with all of your kiddos this Sunday. Hiking or what, what do you want to do? Do you hike? Yeah. Do you um, go on a hike? You know, I'm still thinking about it. Okay. I'm still processing that. Okay. You know what I want for Father's Day, though? Oh, boy. What? I want some forks oh, and some spoons yes. and some socks. Is that too much to ask for? Uh, if I didn't know better, I would think that there's someone in our home that's smoking crack out of a spoon or mixing or whatever, however you do crack. I don't even know, but I light it on a spoon or whatever you do to do that because we just don't have spoons. I ate Edie's double fudge brownie ice cream the other <laughs> night with a plastic, you ready? Knife. So I don't know where they are, but I'm going to, I'm willing, Donna, at this point to forego any present just for some. Some silverware. Some silverware. Is that too, some, some cutlery? Just some rogue Is that cutlery. too much to ask? No, and we talked about this on another podcast and we thought we were the only crazy family because who doesn't have silverware? Meanwhile, I have backup silverware. I think we've even moved into like the Thanksgiving silverware. 
that you pull out when all the extra people show up. And we're still through that. And all these people reached out to us and said, oh my gosh, we thought we were the weird family. Like this happened to us. We have no spoons. We have no forks. And what happens is you go upstairs, start rifling, which is dangerous territory, start rifling through your kids' drawers and you find all your spoons and your forks and your knives because you're running a little cafeteria up there. I ate my cereal with a slotted spoon. Like a gravy serving spoon. Yeah, and all the milk was coming through. I don't know where they are. And we asked them. We questioned them. And they're just like indignant. They're like, what are you talking about? I don't know where the spoons are. Why would we have them? Are you on the energy right now? Am I on the energy? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, well, you have a, an energy drink with you. What's like I've a, never seen you drink an energy drink. What's well, like a Diet Coke one? That's certainly not a Diet Coke. Or a Coke energy. <laughs> Coke energy. What? Okay. Yeah, I'm on the energy. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> There's a communication problem that we are experiencing in the United States that I wanted to point out right now. And it has to do with texting. <sighs> I hate the phone. I don't talk on the phone. Unless it's an absolute must. I'm a texter. Okay. Quick interaction, immediate answer. You should, for the most part, get one. Here's what's happening. People are receiving a text and it lines up perfectly to where the answer from the text that you sent to someone is showing up as one line. So you don't open it. You follow me here? Yes. When you open it, you may discover that there are other components to the text message that the person responded to you with. Mm -hmm. And it's troubling to me. Open your text messages. Says the man who never texts back. Don't just assume that what you see in the display of your SMS text app or whatever the hell it is. Don't just assume that that one line is the the full response. There could be more. You could miss business if you do not open. I about did. You can, if you don't open your text, you're doing yourself a big disservice. I just wanted to point that out. It's like a little PSA for the folks. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Kind of. This has just started happening though, I think. Like in the past few weeks, maybe a few months. Well, you know I'm a long texter. I mean, like I will send you a a Bible. Yeah. And expect you to answer all of the questions in there. Sometimes I split them up into multiple texts. We got a problem here in Atlanta. Big problem in Atlanta. And it's crime. Um, we realize the majority of pot peeps for this podcast live, work, play, raise their kids in the Atlanta area. But I think we're going to say we have them in all 50 states. I think we do. Or some something near. Regardless of where you're listening to this podcast right now, you have become aware because of the mainstream media about the crime uh, in the city of Atlanta. And specifically, a segment of the city of Atlanta that is known as Buckhead. All right? Now, I know he is maybe one of the most polarizing talking heads on any cable news network right now, but Tucker Carlson addressed this um, crime wave I did that on his show uh, very recently, about two days ago. I ain't ever been to Buckhead in Atlanta. It's a beautiful residential, partly commercial neighborhood in the northwest corner of the city. It's not a huge place, fewer than 80,000 people live there, but it's fair to say that without Buckhead, Atlanta, at least as it's currently run, couldn't exist. Taxes from Buckhead residents account for fully a fifth of Atlanta's entire city budget. So you'd think the people who run the city would be very polite to Buckhead. They certainly should be. But the opposite is true. For decades, various mayors of Atlanta have attacked Buckhead as if there's something offensive or immoral about maintaining a clean and orderly neighborhood. 
For the most part, the residents of Buckhead have taken this abuse in silence. Complaining seemed impolite. So they've continued to send huge amounts of money to a city government that hates them. For politicians in Atlanta, it has been a very good deal. Attack Buckhead, then take the dough. But that deal could soon be ending. And the reason for that is the current mayor. A spectacular mediocrity with unusually high self-esteem called Keisha Lance Bottoms. Like so many big city mayors, Bottoms is an incompetent demagogue. She has no idea what she's doing, but she's willing to say anything. For a while, that was tolerable to the people of Buckhead. Like most people who live in cities, they know the drill. They're used to it. But then last summer, things changed. Tucker Carlson then begins to tell the story of Rayshard Brooks. Rayshard Brooks was shot by an Atlanta police department a year ago this week. Um... In your mind, the timeline is this. BLM was uh, peaking after the murder of George Floyd. Rayshard Brooks was drunk and in the drive through at a Wendy's on University Avenue, uh, downtown Atlanta. And he, he, he passed out, fell asleep in his vehicle. There was a scuffle when he came to this Atlanta Police Department officer who... <coughs> Excuse me, Garrett Rolf, I think is his name. Uh, he was suspended by the APD and, and, and Mayor Bottoms has since been reinstated. And that's happened in the past month, I believe. Um, Rayshard Brooks took the officer's taser and pointed it at him. And this officer reacted and, and shot and ultimately killed Rayshard Brooks, which began even more um, attention to the BLM movement in the city of Atlanta. Keisha Lance Bottoms I is responsible for this crime wave in the city of Atlanta. Keisha Lance Bottoms is one of the laziest politicians, I think, um, that the city has ever seen. And we've seen some lazy people in, in her position as, as mayor of Atlanta. About uh, less than two months ago, Keisha Lance Bottoms waved the white flag, yes, white flag, and said, I surrender, I'm done. I can't control this. I have been defeated and announced that she is not running for a second term uh, for the city of Atlanta. In a conversation you and I were having about this last night, you said you think that maybe Biden is warming her up for something in Washington. Potentially. I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't think she waved. She didn't wave. She the, surrendered. She did. But she didn't say I'm because I'm responsible. She did not say. She did not connect herself to what's going on in the city. She did not right, say, you because of, of this, she's not, I'm leaving. Well, why, she's not going to do that. Right. She's not going to take the fall, but she quit. She quit. Sunday evening at Lenox Square Mall in Buckhead, a, a two 15-year-olds shot critically a security guard from Lenox in the Apple store. At that very same time, Keisha Lance Bottoms was courtside at the Hawks game, sipping on a PBR. Weekend before last, a jogger is shot. He's out on a Saturday morning jog in Buckhead, and he is shot random. Cold blood, yeah. In Brookhaven, which is right neighboring to 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 Buckhead, um, there was a woman who was pregnant that was jogging in broad daylight, was stabbed from behind four times. She was pregnant. 
they rushed her to the hospital. Her baby was delivered months premature because they had to save the baby and they saved mom. This is a, a South Lake Mall. In the past three, four days, there was a shooting in Macy's. They had to shut it down. That's on the south side of Atlanta. For full disclosure, not city of Atlanta, uh, city limits like Buckhead is. So there's this movement right now for Buckhead to um, secede. Uh, and it happens. We've seen it happen a couple of times here in the Atlanta area. Uh, when Donna and I, we first moved up here 18 years ago, we lived in the city of Alpharetta, city limits. Since then, in 2006, the city of Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N, was created. So we are now and have been since 2006, technically, Milton residents. Johns Creek is another example uh, where Johns Creek was technically a part of uh, Alpharetta, maybe even part of Duluth, I think, in Gwinnett County and also in North Fulton County. This problem is out of control in the city of Atlanta. This crime, this hate, this anger, this disrespect, these murders, intercontinental, they're just coming to me, intercontinental Buckhead. A beautiful hotel. Um, last Sunday, I think, uh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, there's a murder, like in a hallway, like on the fifth floor. Someone gets shot and killed in the Intercontinental Hotel. What are we going to do? Well, I saw, a, it wasn't a funny meme. I saw a really sad meme where someone had posted something about Chicago, and they said, uh, hey, thanks, Atlanta, for helping us with our tourism. And I think that, you know, as I've lived in Atlanta my entire life and I shopped at Lenox Square. I shopped at Phipps Plaza. I have always been a proponent, even though we've moved to the suburbs, you and I kept moving north from the city and ended up here and we've raised our kids in the suburbs. Um, but I've always been a big proponent about going, and I don't mean this like going into the city, like you're a suburban, but a suburbanite. But the point is, is that there, there is always value in connecting yourself to your city. If that was going to a Braves game when they were originally in the stadium downtown, if it's a Hawks game, if it's, you know, going to see live music downtown like we have. Um, and I worked downtown. I worked down in the heart of Atlanta for, you know, five, six years um, and saw a lot of stuff during that time when I was there. But I will tell you that I've driven downtown for some various business things in the past two weeks and I, it feels different. And I told you that, you know, when I say I worked downtown, I worked down downtown, like, you know, by the hard rock. Um, and, and there was a lot of things again that happened down there, but I never felt unsafe ever. The past two times that I've had to go do something in the city of Atlanta, I had to go down to sort of the Ponce de Leon area. I felt very different. Um, I felt different at stop signs. I felt different at anytime I was sitting still in my vehicle, you know, um, just even catching other drivers' eyes. There's an uneasiness to the city now. And that's a hard thing to mitigate and to fix because it's a psychological thing as well as a reality. People are getting killed, as you said. And the thing about it is in every city that anyone's listening to in a podcast, there's always places where you're like, you know, be careful. If you were telling your kids, you know, you don't want to be there after, you know, midnight, two in the morning. You know, don't go on that street. Don't, you know, don't be doing business over there. But what's happening now is it's so random. You know, this jogger that was shot, the person pulled up beside him. They did not know each other. And he thought the guy needed directions in the car. So he walked out, stopped jogging and walked over the car to try to give this guy direction and was shot point blank for no reason. And, you know, the pregnant jogger, 
There was no reason. These people did not know each other. This was not a home invasion. So it is completely out of control. Well, the jogger and the pregnant mother are uh, broad daylight again, broad daylight. Well, and it's happening, people getting gas. People are afraid to get gas now. They're afraid to, to, you know, go to an ATM. And, and again, yes, maybe in the past you felt you don't go to an ATM at 2 in the morning. But I'm talking about at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. You don't, in Buckhead, you don't want to have to pull through the bank line with your kids in the car. There was a woman who was pulled out of her car at Chick-fil-A. They stole her car. They told her she had 10 minutes to get her kid out of the back seat of her car. And crime happens everywhere in every city. But something's changed in Atlanta. And there has been some, there's been some green light given that if you get caught, you're probably going to be out in a couple of weeks and you're going to be back out to it. And the other thing that floats around a lot with Atlanta, if you're familiar and I'm sure you've read about it or heard about it, is this whole water boy syndrome. And um, the fact that you know, there's a group of kids, and I say, again, kids loosely, they can be anywhere from eight, I've seen them at eight years old. And I've seen them as old as college kids. And again, when I used to work downtown, I did see them and they were they were pretty polite. You know, they'd stand well, on the explain corner. real quick for those who don't know the water boys. Yeah. So they basically sell bottled water. They have coolers and they sell bottled water to people sitting, which sounds crazy, but it, it it's a it's an advancement to when you used to go and stop and someone would clean your windshield. Um, they're just entrepreneurs. In, in, in a way, they used yeah. to be. Now they're becoming thugs. But there's so much fighting in between these kids to try to get money. And, and I don't know if COVID's made it worse. Maybe, you know, fa- I don't know. But what I don't like is the excuses that I hear from people that, well, what are these kids supposed to do? Well, I'll tell you what they're not supposed to do. Break people's windows and climb on their cars and put guns into their cars. And so it's just such a big problem overall. And, you know, whether it's, our mayor's fault or not, the leadership seems to have just put their hands up and said, hey, we're trying to do the best we can do. You know, there has to be something that changes because I think overall it does long term hurt Atlanta for tourism. But it also I mean, it is unbelievable how people are trying to get out now yeah. of inside the perimeter and come out to get housing. Just like many New Yorkers during the pandemic picked up and moved to Montana. We're seeing people in Buckhead specifically that are wanting to move into the suburbs. The problem is there's no housing available. Yeah. Just like you, we have friends that are realtors and they're saying you can sell your, we can, we can sell your house as is within 48 hours. The problem is where are you going to go if you want to stay in Atlanta? Because you're not going to find housing, even rentals. Uh, from from Sandy Springs North uh, into Forsyth County, there there are no rental homes even. Yeah. So these there are many that want to get out of Buckhead, but they they simply can't. Yeah, and the, and the economic issues around that, you know, there are there are so many businesses that operate and companies that operate in Buckhead. You know, um, our parent, my parent company that I work for, our warehouse and our um, buildings are in Buckhead. And we're having to hire 24-hour security because we found one of our workers found a Glock just laying in the in the parking lot. Had to call the Atlanta police. You know, this is what I'm talking about. This is it's it's gone beyond just, well, there's a little crime wave going on right now. We're trying to get control. And I don't know what the answer it's is. It's an epidemic. But it's it's really getting bad. And Buckhead specifically, murders year to date are up fifty percent 
Robberies, aggravated assaults are up by nearly 40%. Car thefts are up 65%. The car theft thing is a, I mean, listen, dead people are horrible, but, but I mean, that, I'm going to. Yeah, you might want to redact yeah, that. Yeah, well, I don't mean. Well, my point though is that, that we're seeing a little bit of everything. Well, and again, the economic and, and, and massive impact. increases. Somebody told me the other day that there's the car thefts. I there's mean, four um, rental car companies that are no longer renting in Atlanta right now from the airport temporarily until they can get under control because they've had people's wheels stolen. They've had it's not funny cars stolen. Literally, cars sitting on cinder blocks. I'm talking about in nice gated apartments. Um, if you. Even if you don't live in the Atlanta area, if you live in the Atlanta area, great Instagram follow is a, at ATL Scoop on Instagram. It'll make your head spin if you follow that account and just see in real time what is going on around the city. Um, it, it's frightening, but it's eye opening. But yeah, something's got to happen. Something's got to change because it's our city. We love our city. And it's not enough for everybody just to live exiled in suburbs, you know, and say, hey, that's their problem. We don't have to deal with that out here, out here in the suburbs. It's a huge problem. It's our city. And it's going to spread north, south, east, and west. It's coming. At some point. Yeah. All right. Heavy conversation, but a real conversation. And uh, we'll lighten things up. Come on up here in just a bit. Can't beat Jack. A 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. 12-1 and 1 is my current record. And um, also, we will um, talk music here in just a minute with our additions to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. New promo code for $30 off your first order at dinnerreffair.com is Caddy Reset 2021. Caddy is C-A-D-D-Y. Think of what you spent the last time that you went through a fast food restaurant's drive through window. Uh, and it happens. Every Listen, it's summertime. You're stretched thin. Different activities, camps, VBS, vacation, Bible school. You got sports activities and summer school. Um, so you, you simply just can't avoid doing fast food every now and then. Uh, I went through and got myself and our 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte, something the other day from one of the fast food joints and it was 16 bucks. And listen, it's not like we got milkshakes and uh, double whoppers. This is a pretty basic, what are the, the chicken fry things? And I think I had a Whopper Jr. or something, but dinneraffair.com. Here is um, just one example of the meal plans, the dinner plans that they have. Six chef crafted dinners feed four to six people. Uh, price per serving is five and a quarter, 525 a piece. 525 is what you'll pay. Uh, at dinner affair, six dinner price is 189. Use the caddy reset promo, 30 bucks off. Do the math for me. You're down to something. You're $30 lighter. I'm not good at math. 159, I think. Yeah, and they're great. Remember dinner affair too. If you have someone who has had a new baby, or um, if they, you know, you're celebrating something and you want to send send them over a gift. If you're tired of sending flowers and you're just like, what am I going to get these people? I don't want to just send them a gift card. That's so impersonal. Send them at least the opportunity to pick out their own dinners through Dinner Affair and have them delivered contactless here. Um, and that's going to remain. And that's just because that's the way they do business. They know you're busy. This has nothing to do anymore with COVID protocol. They just drop, put them on your porch in the dry ice and you get to bring them in. And it's because you're busy. They, they don't want this to be another intrusion into your day where you have to let someone in your house and deal with all that. They they get it. You don't even have to be home. They'll leave them in the cooler bags, and you're good to go when you get home. It's Ship Nationwide 2, two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed, no contract. Dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. What are you adding to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist? I am going to add from Kane Brown, Sway Lee, and, okay, let's get this right, Khaled. Is that DJ? Nope. Okay. Don't even start there. There's a difference? They're two different people? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, how's it going? DJ Khaled, Khaled, anyway, whatever. This is Khaled, Khaled, oh my God. 
right. Sway just Lee. Say the name of the okay, song. the song is Be Like That. I love Kane Brown. I just think he he is just, he's awesome. He's just got some great music and he's so much fun. Again, I always tell you great people to follow on Instagram. Him and his wife, Caitlin, are adorable. Listen, Caitlin launched a bathing suit line. And if nothing else, you just need to go check that out because she's a really cute girl. Um, but and they have that little baby. They're just so cute. So that's what I'm adding. Should we tell our DJ Khaled story at this point? I was at a... a, a okay, we were. Uh, the Red Phone Booth. Yeah, downtown. downtown. This is pre-pandemic. Although I would have gone during the pandemic had they been open. Explain the Red Phone Booth. Uh, you, it's, it's a, a speakeasy. It's a speakeasy and you get a special code or actually it's a number that you dial. So you step into this red phone booth, which is like on the corner of 14th Street in Atlanta. This is before all the murders and things. We yeah. still had them going on. Atlanta's always been a murderous city. But at this particular time, they weren't as, you know, there weren't the spike in numbers that we're seeing right now. Yeah. So I felt comfortable going down there to drink. Yes. Um, so you, you, you step into this phone booth and you dial a number and then the phone booth spins around. Yeah. And suddenly you're in a club. You're in a club. All right. And DJ Khalid was there. He wasn't. He was. And we talked about music. Yeah. And he um, had you going. Yeah. Should we just go for, forward with the story? And then he stole our truck, we think, We're out of our driveway. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't DJ Khaled. We thought it was. I'll put a photo in the letter this yeah. Saturday, and you be the judge for yourself. You be the judge. Text left on red, R-E-D, red is the color, no spaces, left on red, to the number 22828. He played it well. For the letter, hit your inbox Saturday nine ten. He was talking to you about all his new music he's going to release. Absolutely. And- we were having, I'm in the music business. We were having music conversations and things. Yeah. Every now and then I hear a song on, uh, actually it doesn't happen all that often when, when anymore, when I hear a song or bi- I keep getting like bits and pieces of a song and I'm like, what is this song? I like that sound. I like what I'm hearing, but I don't know who that is. And it's happened to me in the past two weeks. And so finally I said to myself, self, <laughs> you've, I said to myself, Caddy? self, you've got mm-hmm. to figure out who sings this song. And the name of the song is while you're gone. And the artist is Drew Parker. And so I started looking around. He's from Covington, Georgia. And I was so disappointed that I missed him because he's from the Atlanta area. Covington is about uh, 20 miles east of downtown Atlanta, where the murder numbers are much lower All in right. Newton County. And um, I did uh, I did some some listening. And, and this is the song, if you've heard it, I want to give you a lyric. I'm not going to sing it, but uh, yeah, while you're out there looking for some uh, uh, looking for some kind of brand new start. I'll just be kicking it with this BP PBR. Now, stop right there. BP referring to the convenience store. Yeah. PBR, of course, referring to the beer. Yeah. It's things like this that make a song um, recallable, is what we used to call it in, in terrestrial radio. He could have said, I'll just be kicking it with this beer I bought at the corner market. Yeah. Doesn't play as well as I'll just be kicking it with this BP PBR. You're going to come back with your bags packed, missing me uh, for too long. Yeah, I'll fi- I'll be right here drinking a beer, baby, while you're gone. He's on tour Luke Combs right now. So he is from the Covington area, graduated from Alcove High School in 2010, lives with his wife now in Nashville. They have, uh, I think, a daughter, under one-year-old. I sent him a tweet. Or I tagged him in a tweet. I said, uh, how have I missed at Drew Parker Plays? especially with him being from Covington, Georgia. This song makes a Spotify Caddy and Don hype song playlist for Thursday's podcast episode. Can't stop listening. Drew responds back and says, listen to you for many years. You were part of the soundtrack of my childhood, which I thought was super cool. That's very cool. But um, he's got an EP out, which I downloaded 
and people say to me all the time, why do you download music? Why do you Apple music? Duh. I don't do Apple music. Here's why I've always felt that the songwriter and the artist and the producer and the sound engineer deserve every bit as much of the coin as they can get. And they are not given that when you purchase or download your songs through Apple music. So I think the EP is eight songs. Um, but proud of this guy, especially, you know, from him being from uh, the Atlanta area while you're gone, drew Parker in, uh, I think it's just hit the charts in like, uh, I think in the top 50, that's Luke, a good ad. Luke Combs now has 11 number one hits. He's at number one this week with forever after all for, I think the second week, I'm going to read you the 11 songs that hit number one for Luke Combs. And I want you to think in your mind, can you differentiate between each of the songs hurricane when it rains, it pours. One number away, she got the best of me. Beautiful crazy. Beer never broke my heart, even though I'm leaving. Does to me. Loving on you. Better together. Forever after all. I think I can sing a few bars from each of them. Here's the problem. Here's the challenge for Luke Combs right now. His songs are running together. They're hitting too fast. They're hitting too quick on the chart. Luke Combs is is hitting number one songs in, uh, gosh, 30 weeks right now, maybe. But he can't control that. He can slow him down. Sure he can. The label can slow him down. Uh, the average song um, to hit number one, gosh, where's Trudy when you need her with EMI records? But I think it's probably um, 45 weeks. 40 to 45 weeks is what it should take is average, I think, for a song to hit number one on the chart. Luke's hitting so quick. My fear is... I mean, I've been in the music business my entire life, and I love Luke Combs. We're both North Carolina boys, but I, I there are maybe three of these eleven songs listed right here that I could tell you today with absolute knowledge which one it is. No, I do agree with that. Like his music, definitely kind of, and I don't mean it all sounds the same, like in a bad way, but I get it. And, and he does have a like. Sometimes you're like, when you look at that, you're like, ah, I forgot he had all these songs. Yeah, because you almost think of him as a new artist, but he's certainly not a new artist. If you could. Put on your boots right now and snap your pearls. Would you not hit the road to go see Brooks and Dunn? I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, right I now. would. Absolutely. Brooks and Dunn are hitting the road. First tour in 10 years. Uh, we'll give you some dates uh, for Pod Peeps. Just some hit, hits and misses here in a second. Uh, Atlanta, by the way, is on October the 7th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. He's touring. There. Hmm? They are touring. Brooks okay, that's right. Brooks and Dunn kicks and running. Travis Tritt is on select dates. Now, I would rather have okay. wisdom teeth removed than go see Travis Tritt in concert. So for that reason, I'm going to get to the show late right. on October 7th. Uh, here are some dates for Pod Peeps. Uh, we have a few in Indianapolis. You're getting the show first, September 2nd. St. Louis is uh, September 3rd. Uh, Philly is the 16th of September. Chicago, September 18th. Uh, Charlotte, Raleigh. Get them 9.30 and 10.1 and uh, Tampa 10.8. Orange Beach, the Wharf Amphitheater is the final show for Brooks and Dunn. That might be on a good October one. the 9th. I just love it. You know that old um, Ronnie's having to get his stage hair ready. You yeah. know, he has a case that comes on the road with him that just holds his he's, hair. He's talked about this. Oh, before. yeah. Just holds his hair. Different pieces that he uses, mm -hmm. depending on what the song is, what the mood is. Well, <laughs> I think he's got some bangs. Like. He's got kind of a flip, a feather, a feather, sort of like the Fair Vosity do. I have always thought Kix Brooks, he's a good looking man. Not, I mean, I like Ronnie, but that's not my thing. But Kix Brooks is a good looking man. Like he can just like, he can build a barn. He can like change your light bulbs. He can check your tires, make sure they're inflated. He's got it all going on. 
And then he can get out there and sing. He's okay. a good looking guy. All right. You think they still talk? They like each other? I think that through the, the years, you know, the, the past, they, towards since 2010, I think that the past 11 years they have, for the past, for the last five years, we'll say 2005 to 2010, Kix and Ronnie didn't even speak. Yeah. And they were still one of the most, at that time, they were still cranking out the hits even, but they didn't talk. They just didn't like one another. They had grown tired of one another after being on the road and that for so happens. many years. Sure it does. I mean, it happens with anyone. It happens with married couples. Mm. And, and well, it does. So, oh. I mean, imagine being a duo and, and you're tied to that person that, that's in the duo with you oftentimes more often than you are to your wife or your spouse. Well, and we've talked about it, you know, Florida Georgia line are back hitting the road. And I think there was so much talk about them when, when the political season was going on because they were two polar opposite ends of, of the spectrum. And I think that people forget, you know, you assume that everyone in a band is best friends and they all hang out together, even when they're not touring, they're vacationing together and they're, you know, doing all of this. And Florida Georgia line did that some, but I do think there's probably a point in every band where you just need, it's almost like a palate cleanser. You need to be away from each other for a while. And then I think in Brooks and Dunn's situation, coming back together feels a lot sweeter because you haven't been just touring and touring and touring for 300 dates in a row. And I think the pandemic did that for a lot of bands too. You know, that if the, if you spend so much time on the road, even as a, as the lead singer and you've got your band and your crew and all that, of course you love them and you want to be with them, but everybody gets tired of somebody all the time. So it, it probably was a good thing to have this time off. And I think anybody who's now back on the road touring appreciates it, you know, much more than they did before. So, I mean, I would love to see them. I'd leave right now. Me too. To go see Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, me too. All right. That fulfills our obligation for the music content of the podcast since Apple classifies us as a music podcast. Do we get to keep our, um, our accreditation? Yes. Okay, good. For right now. And probably another e-tag. Okay. So that's that. All right. Five minutes is all it takes to relieve yourself of anxiety, to release your angst and your um, instability. Five minutes is all it takes, Donna. Your instability. Mm -hmm. Well, the point is, is that if you, what they said is, Sometimes like the the more you avoid something and the more you don't want to do it, the more anxious you get. Like I used to be that way. Like, you know, people who put off projects and put them off and put them off because you just don't want to do it. And that causes actually more anxiety than the project itself. You know, if you're just like, okay, if I just knock this out, but then sometimes the task seems like so overwhelming that you're like, how am I going to do this? So this philosophy is that there's a way to kind of break that cycle of worrying, anxiety, and like, okay, when am I going to get this project done? I need to get this project done. I need to get this project done. You basically only need five minutes. So the five-minute rule is you just force yourself to work on something for five minutes, just five minutes. And then at that point, are you able to say, you know what, I've done five minutes? Yeah, you're done for a while. And I'll come back? Yeah, I'll come back to it. But what what usually happens is it's the, the psychology of it supposedly is that you're tricking your brain. So after five minutes, your brain's like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to finish this project. Part of it is starting, getting the project started. And I think that is like for life, for anything. You know, part of like your fear, and I'm speaking for myself now, is that what you imagine is going to happen or how bad it's going to be or whatever you're going to do is so much worse than the actual thing that if you just get going, it's the getting going that goes for exercising, that goes for talking to someone about something that's uncomfortable, that, I mean, anything, if you just step out there and get it going, it usually is not quite as bad as the anxiety that you had about it. 
when I was in my early 20s, starving to death. Where's this going? Uh, I probably accrued about a million dollars in debt by that point. And the creditors would just call and call and call and call and call. And rather than just pick up the phone and deal with it, I would say to them, I would argue with myself, send them to voicemail, whatever. Just pick up the phone and say, I don't have any money. What do you mean to do for you? You know, so seriously, I can't help you today, sir. Right. No kidding. But just, just get, you know, rather than create all of this yes. stress about yeah. the money that, that you've, you know, college debt, even at that point, I'm yeah. 22, 23. Yeah. And I brought it all on my, myself. Don't sure. get me wrong. But, and I always, in my mind, I always said, you know, at some point I'm going to hit pretty big and I'll be able to take care of all this. Let's just keep rolling and not worry about it. And lo and behold, that happened. No, it's not always the case. But if I just picked up the phone and said, you know what, listen, I, 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 I can't I, help you. I mean, I'm doing my best. I need gas. Yeah. You know, but I think that that is like the metaphor seriously for life. Like, and, and you know, if you, we try to teach our kids that, like I've, I've said to all of our kids before, sometimes like, okay, imagine the worst thing that's going to happen. Like what is the worst thing that can happen? And how many times does that actually happen in your life? And see, I would say that to myself about the creditors. What, yeah, they, they can't come get you and haul you off to jail. Just answer the damn phone. Yeah. And tell them, I can't help you today. Sorry. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, trick your mind today. So just give yourself five minutes and uh, see what you can do. And honestly, let's just face it. Most of the things like they go on, it, you're lucky if it lasts five minutes, you know. Saturday, June 26th. What? I tried to do like one of your dirty innuendo things and it just fell I flat. I missed it. I'm sorry. I was looking ahead to the page spot. All right. Well, catch it in the, uh, catch it when you listen to it. Saturday, June 26th, headed to Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns per drug, Gainesville. Um, I was up there visiting with Donna Maryland and the crew pretty recently. And I noticed that there were three different customers that came into Gallery Furniture and they looked around and they said to Donna, listen, we're going to go look elsewhere. And Donna said, I'll see you in a little bit. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, go look. Go, go do what you need to go. Go go see the big box retailer down there on, you know, by the Lake Shore Mall. Isn't that what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I close at six. You should know that. So get here by 530. And sure as the world, I talked to her later. I said, did anybody, did any of the three come back? She said, all three did. I said, really? She said, I know, I know, I know they're going to come back. And it's not, that's not meant to be a, a, a. Like I told you so. Not at all. Donna says, here's the thing. If you go visit one of the big box retailers right now looking for furniture, it's going to be December at the earliest until you get it. Right. I had all, for all three customers, it was on the showroom floor. Yeah. And we loaded it up and they went home with it that day. Yeah. I had a customer, uh, pod peep, not pod peep, but they were pod peep, not a customer that said they went to a big box furniture store and they kind of laughed at them. Like they didn't even want to help them because they were like, listen, we, you know, you can find whatever you want, but you're looking at six to seven months before it can be delivered and just very nonchalant and cavalier about their business. And Donna and the gang at Gallery Furniture are definitely not. They appreciate every single customer that walks through those doors. And most of them, honestly, are repeat customers, Caddy. They all keep coming back. You know, they'll start with one piece of furniture and they keep, you know, adding to it their house because they get treated so well, so kindly. And Donna and them help them pick out exactly what they need. The red, white, and blue, all American. Do you really love America if you don't swing by? Pre-4th of July, parking lot potty. Uh, oh my gosh. God, I almost got through the whole FF thing. Uh, parking lot potty with that. Hmm. Parking lot party. That's a hard thing to say. Without Lee Bryce. It's kind of like B-P-P-B-R from the Drew Barker song. Yeah. I just want to be really clear. Lee you know, Bryce ain't going to be he, We have to say. He I know. Is not legally, we have to say that. Here's the thing, though. Do yeah. you think maybe someone could reach out to him and he might want to come by? Like on his own accord? Uh, he doesn't. 
Okay. Uh, for the month of June, Gallery Furniture is going to be selecting two lucky winners to have uh, their entire purchase, their entire order uh, refunded. All right. And we're taping a bonus episode of the My Second Act podcast on site while we are there, Saturday, June 26th. Be there from noon to four. We'll tape around one o'clock and Ask for Donna is buying you lunch from Pico's Hot Dogs and Tacos. Going to have live music, huge savings, massive inventory. Uh, askforthewolfman.com. And we would love to see you. And personally, thank you for uh, your support. Yeah, of the, and hug you. Of the My Second Act podcast. Hello. Hi, Heather. It's Cadillac. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Say hi to Donna. Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I feel very confident. Listen, if you're homeschooling these kids, you can take Caddy down, for God's sake. I mean, anybody that can homeschool their own children can t- can take out this grown man who doesn't know a whole lot know. about things. I don't know. How did that go with the pandemic, Heather? Uh, homeschooling your 15-year-old son, Houston. We didn't have any change whatsoever. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, wh- wh- I needed well, her to come homeschool my we kids. Had, we had a weekly home. Co- home- co-op that we were going to that was the only thing that didn't meet last year everything else was was the same so we're going to do a round of can't beat jack a 20 second pop culture trivia show now heather in just a moment heather reached out to me though via email and i want to read part of your email heather and have just uh revisit this just a little bit because this is proof that in radio, when you're not allowed to talk about certain things, people have questions. And for four years now, you had wondered about one particular incident, and we we told the story and clarified it maybe two episodes ago on the podcast. And you reached out and said, just want to thank you for the explanation about the Darius Rucker incident a few years ago. I remember yeah. reading your tweet when it happened, and I searched all over the web for an explanation. The tweet was so harsh that I just had to know what it was about. I never found anything. So four years later, I now know what happened. To me, that song shouldn't have a place on any set list. I'm glad you and Darius worked it out the way adults should work things out. Happy belated birthday. Um, I hope to see Gallery Furniture in a couple of weeks. Heather, we hope that that will be the case, and you'll come by and, and, and say hello, and we can personally thank you for supporting the podcast on uh, Saturday, June 26th. The Darius yeah. Rucker incident we talked about was at the former SunTrust Park, which is now Truist Park, where the Braves play. And Darius chose to cover a song from NWA called F the Police. And I took great offense to that and and went to Twitter. And I do not recall the 140 characters that I used in my anger. Um, but I do recall, Heather, like you said in your email, it was pretty harsh. And you were a little surprised by that. So to learn what happened, you know, I was I couldn't talk about it on the radio, even though there were conversations going on behind the scenes with Darius. Um, he said, you know what? In hindsight, I should not have done it. And I made a mistake. And um, would you please take down the tweet? And I said, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. So. Well, it was harsh, but it was vague. So it had my mind just I really wanted to know because I liked Tootie and I liked Darius. So I was just curious what had ruffled your feathers. <laughs> a song called F the Police in front of yeah. 65,000 people. Yeah. The night of the Jason Aldean show at uh, SunTrust Park. So I'm glad that um, we were able to uh, get the get the truth out there to you and and, and yeah. give you that information. And that's what podcasting is all about. We, we'll say anything here except for the F word. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> you and your husband, Kevin, just celebrated your 20th wedding anniversary. He's from Texas. Yes, he is. Where'd y'all meet? We met at work when we worked at Motorola in Lawrenceville, Georgia. That happens. That happens sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so, I hear. So did you name your son Houston because your husband's from Texas? That is correct. I if love you know that. Any, yeah. If you know any Texas 
um, born person. They are the most proud people in the world. And since he couldn't be born there, we had to name him after after uh, the area where my husband grew up. <laughs> love that. You're right. I love the Braves, even when they stink it up. I've listened to you yep. since you came to Atlanta. I used to watch dishes. Uh, used to watch used to wash dishes at Chick-fil-A in high school while listening to Cry and Love and Relief in the good old days. I did. I always wanted to be in the back. <laughs> so you can listen to Cry and Love and Relief and all the collect calls from Jackson State Prison. Right. Back in the day. All right. Donna has come up with the categories. We celebrate dads and fathers and uh, bonus dads and stepdads and granddads, I guess, this Sunday, which is Father's Day. So the category is something to do with dads and pops and things. So the category is um, things related to dads. Yes, that's a good one. 12 and 1 is the record for Can't Beat Jack. Do you guys want the test question? Yeah. Okay. So here is the test question. It is, this is so easy. Y'all both go get it. What is the harmless spider with long legs called? Oh, Granddaddy Long Legs. There you go. Very well done, Heather. See, you've already gotten one, Heather. You're good. That's a test question. Well, I'm just telling you. (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's get underway. 20-second pop culture okay. trivia showdown. This is You Can't Beat Jack. Okay, Heather, if you get more questions right than Cadillac Jack, you win. If Cadillac Jack gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called... What, what? You Can't Beat. That's right. Okay, so you know today's category is dads, and it's not fair for Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you, so why don't you ask him to leave the studio? All right, Caddy. So dramatic. So dramatic in everything he does. Okay. So Caddy's out and the 20 seconds timer is going to start after I ask you the first question, Heather. And remember, if you don't know the answer, you can say pass because the 20 second timer will go fast. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay, here we go. Hang on, sorry. Okay, question number one. This country singer's dad was a famous baseball player named Tug. Tug McGraw. Or Tim McGraw is the country singer. The dad on this, question number two, the dad on The Simpsons is named Homer Simpson. Yes, true. When you have let yourself go and maybe gained some weight, you are described as having what kind of bod? A dad bod? In Father of the Bride, what actor played the father of the bride? Oh, whoa. That was fast. You did good. You got three. Oh, yay. Yeah, you did awesome. (laughs) This might be my fault. Also, I think your mom called you. Yeah, I think your mom called you in the middle of our thing. I'm sorry. Okay. So. (laughs) Perfect timing, huh? Heather got three questions right. All right. 12 and 1. Here we go. 12 and 2. 12 and 2. Jack, are you ready? I'm ready. Done. Okay. Question number one. This country singer's dad was a famous baseball player named Tug. Question number two. The dad on The Simpsons is named Homer Simpson. True or false? False. When you have let yourself go and maybe gained some weight, you are described as having what kind of bod? Dad. In Father of the Bride, what actor played the father of the bride? Uh, Steve Martin. Doggone it. The man who adopted Annie from the musical. Daddy Rich. Pot sugar daddy rich. Sugar daddy. Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. Okay. So you guys got three. Country singer both got three. No. You got four. I got four. You got four. That's right. Okay. Sorry. So you both got country singer's dad was a famous baseball player named Tug. Tim McGraw. The dad on The Simpsons is named Homer Simpson. That's true. You said false. Oh, shh. Yeah. Okay. When you have let yourself go. This is a perfect example, Heather, of of let 
let Donna finish the question before you answer. Yeah, I don't just, even think she said true or false for me. She I got it right. She just said true. When you've let yourself go and maybe gained some weight, you're described as having what kind of bod? A dad, dad bod. bod. Yep. In Father of the Bride, what actor played the father? Steve Martin. What else you got? What, uh, did, what, what did we get to? Okay, so the, like we said, the man who adopted Annie from the musical was called Daddy Warbucks. And if you don't want to be a dad anymore, to any more children, you Plan might B. want to get this surgical procedure done. Oh, um, uh, vasectomy. Vasectomy. Good job, Heather. You held your own, girl. Thank you. Carl, could you make I'm the 12 or 13 <laughs> on the tip board here at the Appen Podcast Network Studio, if you don't mind? I'm so proud of you. You did good. Hey, thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. Obviously, listen, as, as we discussed earlier, you've been, been a supporter since your Chick-fil-A days in high school. Yes. What location did you work at? Doraville. That's okay. where I grew up. All right. Fantastic. Send our best to your husband, Kevin. Congratulations on your 20th wedding anniversary and uh, our best to Houston. And we would love for you uh, for the entire family to come out Saturday, the 26th to Gallery Furniture. We're going to record a bonus episode of the podcast there. It is the red, white and blue all American. Do you love America? If you don't swing by parking lot party. Without, Minus without, Lee without, Price. Yes. without Lee exactly. Price. Yes, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. And, and, and his, his people have asked, his people have asked that we make that very, very clear. Yes. And some correspondence that we've had with them. Hey, thank you very much, Heather. Congratulations on everything and uh, your beautiful family. And we'll see you the 26th. Uh, we hope. Okay. okay. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Heather. Well done. All right. All right. That's it. Anything uh, as we go to as we go to close here, Don? Uh, no. I wonder if I hate <laughs> to even bring this up, but should she get a pass? Because like maybe your phone ringing like bothered. Her? I wasn't in here, so I don't. Did it throw her off? I think it did. It threw me off. I was like, was it on? Yeah, I don't know. Did it ring? I don't. Well, yeah, I heard it, but I don't know if she heard it. I don't want to put it out there in the universe. Yeah. Remind me to call my mother, though. Mm-hmm. Audio for this episode from Fox News. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.